Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. That is my co-host of Further Still Ministries. How are you doing this morning, Kurt? I'm doing awesome, man. Good. We are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. We know some of the ladies listen and that's okay, but we appreciate you listening, whether you're listening on purpose or accidentally. Uh, we are a show that uh, just talk about life from a guy's perspective. We talk about all kinds of different topics and we just want to tell the story that God is writing in some men's lives and also just talk about sometimes some practical aspects of, of just life. You know, we believe here that you were destined to walk with God through Jesus. And that's the solid steps part is, is us saying, you know what, we just want to be a tool in your toolbox of life. We don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. And we just talk about different areas of, of life. And, and today we're going to talk about something that I'm going to read a definition here. It says, the quality of being kind and generous, the quality or fact of being plentiful or large. Those are the definitions for the word generosity. And we're going to talk today about generosity. And when the first thing I say the word generosity, a lot of people think money. Money. A little bit more than that. What does the Bible say generosity looks like? You know, uh, Chad, when I think about generosity... Uh I, I, I think nobody gets up in the morning and goes, oh, how can I be stingy and self-serving? And, uh, but sometimes we can, fall, uh, we can fall prey to that. And so, Danny Dillman, you're going to help us understand this, man. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, when we, when we talked uh, several months ago, and I wanted to get you on the radio show, I really wanted to just pick your heart and your brain. Because I, I respect you as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, and for your heart to challenge us Christians to think truly biblical. And uh, so, uh, so when, when you think about generosity biblically, do you have a working definition or at least a kind of a description of what you, uh, as you teach, you, you teach this a lot. Well, I would, uh, when I think of generosity, I think of the gospel. Um, God showed his love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for mm-hmm. us. It is the mo- when we consider the most profound act of mercy and love, uh, and, and we are the recipients of that, of salvation, the, what an incredible proclamation of generosity. Mm-hmm. So the very nature of that compels us to be generous in, in, in every way that we can. And I would, I would actually, when you say that, do we wake up and do we think, I'm going to be stingy today? Uh, w- maybe those words don't come to us, but it's something, you know, we, we confess sin. We confess the things that we have done, and we confess the things that maybe we should have done that we didn't do. And I would say that we wake up in the morning, and because we neglect the thought of generosity, that it's that's something we need to repent of. We actually are saying, "I'm going to be stingy today," without actually articulating those words. We live it out when we we go out into our day, and there's not a thought of an intentional pattern of generosity. That I'm going to do something today that's really going to proclaim the gospel. It's going to show, uh, and it's it's going to be a demonstration of generosity. Um, we we engage into the day with a stingy attitude. Mm. Okay, so, but before we get into all that, let, let's our, our, let our guys know who you are. You've been married how long? Uh, for 17 years. 17 years. Going on 18 right now. You got a whole pile of kids. Got 10 kids. 10 kids. Mm-hmm. Very generous. Four, <laughs> <laughs> uh, four adopted. Uh, um, the 
our baby uh, is was an emergency adoption. It was a call to my office and. Uh, same thing there, you know, that, that intentional generosity for us, the pattern of our lives, uh, Micah 6, 8, um, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God is something that it's our desire, mine and Jennifer's desire, my wife, to, to impress that into future generations, not just to our kids, but grandkids, great grandkids and beyond. And so we want to impress that to them. Uh, generosity for us as a family is that we are always prepared. If that call comes in, if a call comes in today, um, and if Jennifer's hearing this, she'll be nervous but excited too. Um, but if the call comes in today and there's a need for a child to be adopted, um, we're ready. And and why is that? Because uh, that is our act of as a family of generosity that we're saying, hey, we're willing to be a James one twenty seven family that we're going to serve widows and orphans, and, and and so serving orphans in that way is is our as an intentional effort for us to be generous. How did you get there? I mean, well, you got you got ten kids. Mm-hmm. Your your youngest is two, mm-hmm. and you're ready to adopt today. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to confess to you, brother. I'm not I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that but generosity is is different for different people, and, and you know, for us, that's a family component for us. Um, but you know, even the simple things, the small things that we do throughout our day we neglect generosity we get so caught up in our own lives in our own busyness in our own stuff we over ta- we, we tax our time we we over schedule ourselves uh, think about this you know just being generous with time uh, how many times have we walked past a situation where we probably should have engaged we probably should have uh, touched reached out to that person and engaged uh, maybe just in conversation. Maybe that person needed a listening ear, but I've got a schedule to keep. I'm busy. I got a lot to do. Uh, you know, you, you can imagine with that many kids, and you know, we have to control their calendars because you know if they're involved in every sport and event and whatever that they want, we don't have. There's no time, and and we're saying to them, no, we are a family compelled toward generosity. So we have to control those things to be intentional about generosity. So okay, so talk. I mean, I mean. Again, I think most of us who believe in Jesus and mm-hmm. and have trusted Him and recognize He has been so generous with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, He He died for us, and and we say that. I mean, I've been preaching the gospel for twenty five plus years, but um, there's that ought to just grip our hearts, right? Um, but we get so wrapped up in I got this place to go, and I got this errand, and this chore, and this. How do we, how do we get ourselves out of that? I think the first thing is that we really truly consider God's grace and God's mercy and the measure of generosity that had to be poured out. It for me, it was coming to that place of looking in the mirror and recognize that guy's a knucklehead. That guy's he is wicked. He he, I'm a sinner. I you know I know that. Um, the, I, I like to say if if there was a technology that can could download from our brains and our phones our sin life for the last year and we offered you know if we announced at the beginning of its church service that <laughs> in 30 minutes we're, we've downloaded a couple of you guys here and we're gonna we're gonna play your video uh, we'd run from the building uh, including the preachers we, we would run because nobody wants to see that so when we recognize for me recognizing that and then taking time and considering the immeasurable generosity of a holy god that took an idiot like me 
and and that's why I say, if you see anything good in me, that's Jesus. If you see any wickedness in me or my kids, that's probably me. So you know, it's like just understanding that and really considering the the, the measure of generosity. We can never fully grasp that. That maybe when we get home to heaven, but but. So in this, so when we consider mm. that, then we're compelled toward doing things that are an understanding. You know, generosity is sacrificial. Generosity is intentional. Uh, generosity is relational. I mean, all the components that we find in the gospel, we find in generosity. We and, and, we're, and so then we're compelled toward that. Um, it, it becomes uh, a, a passion for us uh, when we consider that. And then when we are generous, recognize. That we're proclaiming the gospel. That that what the the mm. tiny measures that we offer as a people generous is a, a demonstration of the generosity that's been poured out into us. Okay. Wow. So you uh, you, you mentioned three words there real quickly. You mm-hmm. said sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Uh, unpack that a little bit. What um, sacrificial? What do you mean by that? I mean, I know it. You know, Jesus sacrificed. You know himself on the you know he went to the cross, but how do we do that? I, I work for Caterpillar, or I work for IBM, I work for Humana, I work for you know a church, I work for what you know whatever. Mm-hmm. How, how do how do I live sacrificially? When we are so caught up in our lives with the things of the world um, that that ta- that take our time, our talent, our treasure. Uh, and, and not, not necessarily negative thing. Uh, you know, no, no, evil no, no, things. no. It's, those things are fine. Um, but when when that is what prevails in our lives, uh, you know, it is a it, for some people, for a lot of us, I, I would say for all of us, it's a sacrificial effort to diminish those and to elevate this call on our lives to proclaim the gospel, this call on our lives to be generous. Uh, and so the sacrificial, then s- sacrificial is different for different people. Um, it, it, it's nobody's saying uh, you need to empty your bank account and give it all away. Um, but Jesus said that to one guy and he said, sell it all, give it to the poor. He, he recognized what he was holding up as an idol in his own life. And, and his issue was that he was holding on so tightly he could not take hold of the gospel. And so he compelled him, sell it all, give it to the poor. And the guy walked away sad. Mm. Okay, we're going to continue to look at that sacrificial, intentional, relational. We need to take a break. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with Denny Dillman talking about generosity, not just about with money, about time. And uh, we're going to talk about a lifestyle of generosity. So we're going to uh, take a break, and we'll be back shortly. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's still Kurt Satter. We're here with Denny Dillman, and we're talking about generosity today. And uh, I love you, this topic, man. Well, <laughs> I do too. And and uh, if you know, if you have not been generous with your carpeting, and it is really stingy and looking nasty, and you need to be more generous with your your flooring, wow, you need to call Carol. Nice. Nah, every week. That's what I got to do, Denny. Uh, it's Carol Rogers Carpet One. They are a fantastic organization, and they have great carpet, great flooring, and great deals. And also, Edelman Credit Union and Vision First and Bright Star Home Care. All of those folks partner up with us, and we are very. We are very appreciative of their generosity. They are generous to us, and we are very grateful. And you should be generous to them by using all of the individuals when you need to see something, have new flooring, uh, borrow some money, (laughs) and when you need home care. (laughs) And tell them we sent you. 
Yeah. So anyway, okay, uh, Danny. Okay, let's go back to uh, generosity. You had a story. You you, you were going to tell us a story in between the break. Tell us that story about um, being uh, sacrificial and so on. Well, it, it's not uncommon to for me to get a call. Uh, it comes to my office because um, my my role is a benevolence director. So uh, I oversee that for the church. And so a call will come in, and it's a. And typically, it's I'm a member of the church, and uh, a lot of times they'll tell me how long they've been a member, which is awesome. And then they'll, uh, and then the, and then their statement is, "Hey, I've come across this situation. There was a family in need, and uh, I was just wondering what the church could do to help them." And my response is, "That's a beautiful question. What did you decide?" And then there's awkward silence, and then they come back again with the same question. But, you know, I mean, that's why I'm calling. I'm calling the church. I just want to know what the church could do to help them. Well, I'm with you, brother. That's a beautiful question. What did you decide? And, and we go back and forth, and then finally it clicks, and they will say, every time they will say, you know what? I'm the church. And that's my response. Yes. A lot of times we avoid generosity because we think that's the role of the church corporate. But no, that's the role of the body of Christ. My objective in my role is to get fired from my job because when the we don't bo- need you anymore. Wait, it's like you're done. You're done. You're an idiot anyway. We didn't. We weren't sure how good you are. But the but ultimately the idea is when the body of Christ is proclaiming the gospel through acts of kindness and generosity, my job is gone because. Uh, we are doing what we're called to do, and people are, are taking on that framework. I am the church, and, and, and I'm supposed to be the one generous. And then also recognizing, I tell people, I'm like, I'm not going to cheat you out of what God has presented into your life. God the Holy Spirit is directing you. Put this in your pathway. Pray about it. What are you going to do about it? And what's been awesome is seeing how people react and and do things. You know, I've had a, I had a family that... Um, they own a, a car wash, and they found uh, this uh, couple living in their car in the in in the, at the car. I mean, they were crashing there. They figured they could hide there and they could sleep. They're living in their car, and so he could have called the police and had a, you know thrown them. Away. He engaged in conversation. He connected with them. He found out what was going on. Found out their need. Put them up in a hotel. Bought them groceries. Then he called me. And, and we were able to partner with him in that effort, ultimately through uh, some Herculean effort on his part, very sacrificial. Uh, th- this couple is now, they are in an apartment. They both have, uh, have jobs, uh, and they both would say this is the best jobs they've ever had, and they're both a part of the church. Mm. And, and none of that could have been accomplished through me or through a benevolence office. It's accomplished through the body of Christ. It's a people being generous, being sacrificial, recognizing that every bit of that is a proclamation of the gospel. A lot of times when you say proclamation of the gospel, a lot of times, at least for me, for years, I I hear, well, I have to specifically state out the full gospel, that you are a sinner, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, which is all true and it is needed. But you're saying sometimes we need to share the gospel and we don't even use our, we, we don't give them the full gospel, at least maybe yet. It's it's just, I am going to be kind, gracious, and generous with you. And that is 
the gospel. Well, I caution people not to think that you're going to give free stuff away, and because of that, people are going to fall in love with Jesus. It's like, <laughs> they knock it off. They, right. that, that just doesn't. And we're not. that's not what we're called to. Uh, Psalm 41.1, blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord de- delivers him. And, and I would say that we need to consider that both in the, the real material, financial, worldly aspect, but also... Let me tell you something. Outside of Christ, I am I am dog nasty poor. I am I am bottom of the barrel. I know that. It and and there's that part of me that wanted to avoid that to believe. Oh, you know, Jesus died because I'm awesome. It's like no, Jesus died because I'm wicked and I'm poor and I needed a savior. And and so when we recognize that component, blessed is the one that considers the poor. We have to recognize that when we consider people in need, in every situation. I don't care where they live, in every situation that outside of the gospel that people are poor. So when we are doing things and we're being generous toward people, uh, it, it's it's our understanding. We can look at it and see, wow, the gospel is being proclaimed. Later on, that can come up in the in the conversation when we're talking to that person. You know how this God worked this out for you, and this is what happened. He did the same thing through Jesus Christ. We, it's, it's a natural, very easy mm-hmm. flow into the words, which we should use. We should proclaim the gospel. We should take that person. Uh, it's helping them to see that, you know, in your brokenness, God was always there. In your brokenness, God's desire is to redeem mm-hmm. you from that. And that's why it has to be. What we do in in proclaiming uh, and the, the gospel will say that again through gen- acts of kindness and generosity. Uh, we have to; it, it has to be a more robust effort. Uh, it's not; we're not just throwing money out a window. It, it's that we are truly engaging with people, not just sacrificially, but relationally. That's a key. So, okay, we're going to talk about that. Uh, you know, when when I see uh, or, and when we see up at the, you know, we come to the stop sign and there's a guy. We're going to talk about that ne- at the next segment. But go, go talk to the person who's, who's going to the office, mm-hmm. and there's nobody in great need in, in my office. I've got, there's 10 people or 25 people or 150 people in my workplace. They all have jobs. They all, you know, make, you know, a, a living. How, give us a, a couple practical ways of how I can be sacrificial to my coworkers. Well, I would... Uh, I- Sometimes we want to assume, we will assume that people around us are okay, um, but we don't know their stories. So I think the, a first act of generosity is a listening ear. Uh, if you listen, if you engage in conversation, you're going to find out, wow, there's some, there's some real need here. I'll give an example. One of our habits as a family, we go, to, go out to a restaurant. You can imagine with 10 kids, we don't do that very often. Um, <laughs> Once a year, right? When my wife and I are on date night. And, uh, but we, we engage in conversation with the server, and, and our thing is to ask, you know, when they, they bring the waters, they come back, take your order, and then I'll say, we're going to pray for our meal. How can we pray for you? And it's amazing what happens. Now, that's an act of generosity. How can I pray for you? And then do it. Don't, don't just say, let me pray for you, and then avoid it. So we ask that question, and then, then the stories come out. And then we find out, you know, that, that server is a single mom, and, she, and her car broke down or whatever. There's stuff that sometimes we think they're going to get fired because they're sitting down here and crying a whole lot on the shift. But our, but our challenge, so we, that's when my wife gives me that look, and it's that we're going to have a stupid tip night uh, tonight. So, you know, we're going to do something here generous toward her 
but also in that conversation, we share the gospel. So it, with coworkers, the people around us, people are sitting right next to us who are in desperate need, and we don't know it because we are so tuned into our own bubble. And that's, as followers of Christ, we have to be careful not to be, you know, we, we kind of put around us people that are kind of where we are socioeconomically, uh, you know, they believe like we believe, and we miss opportunities to be generous. Uh, and I would say even within that, you know, even like in church, there are people sitting next to you in church who are, you know, they'll smile at you. Oh, I'm, you know, how you doing? I'm too blessed to be stressed. And it's like, oh, but they're about to have a stroke. And and you know, and so when you engage in conversation, you find out more that that person is really struggling. Need is all around us. No, people say that. Well, I don't know where need is. Yes, it is. It's all around. It's the server at the restaurant. It's uh, it's the guy who brought you coffee at your country club. It's it's um, it's that lady who's sitting at the front desk at your office, and she smiles, but she's dying inside. Mm, wow. And so you're, you're, you're helping us understand a whole new level of generosity. It's not handing somebody five bucks who's, uh, who, you know, who hasn't had a meal today. Right. Uh, it, it can include that. Oh, sure. But it's a whole lot more than that. It's a natural, organic flow of who we are as followers of Christ. It really, what you're addressing is a whole mindset. Mm -hmm. And a way of, it's like, generosity is not what we do. Generosity is who we are. That's what, it defines us as followers of Christ. Wow. It defines who we are. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do generosity. As followers of Christ, we're generous period it's it's a natural part so don't we we got to be careful not to block it and and a lot of how we do that are wrong understandings of how to express generosity a lot of how we do that is even wrong understandings of the gospel mm. wow. which we're going to on the next segment we're going to talk about challenge the the status quo what generosity looks like if you're driving down the expressway you get to the ramp there's a red light and there's a gentleman or a woman or a family over there with a cardboard box with a sign, what does generosity look like? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that, and I tell you right now, we're going to challenge you of what generosity looks like, what you might think it is, and you know what we might see it is in a much bigger picture. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 